This is Joe's Corner 76. I will be discussing the human condition. In order to change it, you must be involved. A rise in suicide among teenage girls. They need help. Teens are very good at hiding things, making it even more important that parents start conversations with their kids to uncover difficult feelings. We all need to be proactive about having open conversations about the difficult feelings of young people and what they're dealing with. Young people in the United States and Canada are dealing with the impact of the pandemic. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention recently reported a startling statistic on teenage suicides. Emergency room visits for attempted suicide among teenage girls was up 51.6% in 2021 as compared to 2019. McMaster's Children's Hospital in Hamilton said there were three times as many young people who were admitted for medical support after a suicide attempt over a four-month period compared to last year, and they were staying in hospital longer due to more serious attempts. What is going so terribly wrong for our teenage girls? What is creating such a level of suffering that suicide is seen as a solution? We, what can we as parents and in general adults do about this disturbing new reality? All of the following is related to teenage girls, but all of the main points are applicable to young teenage males as well. The complicated reasons for the whole widespread of anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts are more than can be discussed here. There is one theory that tries to explain these statistics, and above it, it is that girls specifically rely on social connections to friends, teacher, and schools for their mental health. The interactions that social connections depend on have been lost or have been very disturbed over the last two years. As we know, a serious disruption in social rhythms really increases the risk for a major depressive episode among teens with mood disorders, which include up to 20% of teen girls. Nine out of 10 teens who suicide have a psychiatric mental health condition, more than half of which are mood disorders. Looking at a lot of tweets and hearing conversations among teens, there appears to be some version of the sentiment, girls can't win these days. The pressure and relentless push to look a certain way, have a certain body, a certain face, to buy the right things, behave in a certain way, and have enough followers and likes is overwhelming. It seems that they must be fabulous or be destroyed. The amount of judgment and criticism coming at young girls on social media is psychologically unmanageable for many of them. The unending barrage deprives them of ever feeling good enough or good at all. I don't want to try to post theories on what, why we're doing, what we're doing day to day. I'd rather see if there are things that we can do to help. First thing to look at is that we don't always know when our children are suffering to the extent that they would consider suicide. In the past year, I've heard of two different families who lost a teen to suicide. In both cases, the parents were loving and involved and still didn't know their children were struggling. Teens are good at hiding things and being secretive. It's part of being a teenager and individual. We can be devoted to our kids and still not know what's actually going on in their minds. The first thing that we should know is that just because a young person doesn't tell you how much pain they're in doesn't mean their suffering is your fault. And it doesn't mean 
you're doing something wrong. However, it's our responsibility as parents to be proactive and start conversations with our kids about their difficult feelings. We must raise the hard topics, loneliness, isolation, fear, depression, anxiety, hopelessness, and suicide. We can ask them point blank if they ever thought about hurting themselves and why. Talk to them and ask them if they're willing to make a pact with us. No matter what, talk to us before doing anything to harm themselves. We need to ask what they are doing online. Who are they talking to and about what? We cannot wait for our tweens and teens to come to us or not come to us when they're in pain or God forbid not to come to us when they're in pain or just shrug or just give us one word answers when we try to invite them to talk about what hurts. It's very important that we welcome their confusion, fear, anger, sadness, and the rest of their experiences. This shows our kids we care not just about their strong and successful resilience, about all about them, including things about themselves they think are shameful and unwanted. If we show our continuing interest in their lives, it shows we have the emotional strength and that we can be there for them to deal with their difficult feelings. And it shows we are not afraid of their big issues, so they don't have to be either. If you worry about bringing up the suicide pact, this will not cause suicide. If your child is depressed, talking about it will not create it. As parents, we need to talk about the hardest feelings our kids have and endure so that if they feel such things, they know we are available to help them through it. The reality is our children are growing up where they were wearing masks to protect them from one another, where they heard talk about the end of the habitable world. It's a scary and chaotic place to become a person. Fear and hopelessness are just a normal part of their lived experience. As parents, we need to recognize these things and let our children know we understand what they're dealing with. It's not always clear about the scope to which our child may be suffering or thinking of doing things. There are certain warning signs. Has your child had a recent emotional upheaval, death, public humiliation, or a significant blow to the self-esteem or sense of belonging? The American Psychological Association advises if some of these warning signs are here, like changes in appearance or hygiene, increase in the use of alcohol, sudden drop in grades, social withdrawal, talking about suicide, making comments like, nothing matters, I don't care anymore, everybody would be better off without me, you don't have to worry about me much longer, I wish I could go to sleep and never wake up, talk about hopelessness or having nothing to live for, risky, impulsive, and reckless behavior, self-harming, searching suicide, or getting potential weapons, giving away possessions, peer pressure, peer pressure, and being bullied, and sexual or gender identification confusion. Adolescence is defined by moodiness and volatile emotions. If your child has seemed low, or if their mood has been noticeably changed for a couple of weeks, this may be a red flag that something bigger is going on. Here are things you can do to help your teen. If you think your teen is in imminent danger, call 911, your local emergency number or suicide prevention hotline. If the danger is not about to happen now, you can take other steps to help your child. Get professional health. Even if you think that whatever your teen is, is showing is explainable by adolescence, a recent breakup or a failure of some sort, 
or any other stressful event, get professional help. Pay close attention to the warning signs. Talk to your child about their feelings. Be curious. Ask questions. Listen to the answers. Don't be afraid to use the word suicide. Mentioning suicide will not plant the idea in their head or encourage them to do it. Do not dismiss their feelings. Consider them all to be real. Remind your teen that you love them. Tell them that they can get through this and you are there to help them. Let them know things get better and do change. Monitor your teen's social media use and with them about their online life. Talk about it. Encourage them to exercise. Exercise with them if necessary. Monitor medications and lock up any weapons or medications if required. To sum up, it's hard to be a teenage girl these days, and it's hard and painful to be the parents of a teenage girl. While these facts may be unchangeable truths, we can make a profound difference in how our child walks with and through their pain and what they do with it. Be aware that sometimes, even though we do everything to ease our child's suffering, we cannot help them. For despite all our loving intentions actions, our child's mental health is not always ours to control, but always know that sometimes we can help our child with our intentions and actions. That possibility is why we try and never stop trying. Please do not ignore the signs of suicidal behavior. You can save a life. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joe's Corner 76. You can hear me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube at Joe's Corner 76. 